0: How are things going, uh, tonight?
1: Uh, fucking great, man.
0: <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like you're kind of tired.
1: Yeah, I got, I got these kids that, uh, are assholes. They're just operating on their own, you know, <laughs> time scale, and, uh, I don't know, man. Um, uh, you know anybody that's looking forward to adopt? because. Mm. No, it's all good. I, I you know I joke.' They're, uh, you know, but it's hard being a, a good parent.
0: You grew up in San Antonio, Texas. So well, I was born in San Antonio. okay, born in San Antonio. Where did you develop your interest in acting?
1: Well, it was a little bit of combination of things. It was my dad was an acting teacher, so that kind of you know helps. But uh, I grew up in uh, Southern California. So it was, uh, I grew up on like a different sail, two different sailboats. So it was around, um, I never really thought about being an actor until I started playing basketball. That's what I wanted to do, wanted to be. I wanted to be a basketball player. But after I got to a scholarship for junior college, I realized that I sucked. (laughs) It was good enough to get, you know, that. But in, 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 in junior college, you're basically like really, really gifted. I mean, athletically dominant, but academically, you're borderline a mental midget. I mean, these guys couldn't hold the number two pencil, let alone use it. But they could dunk on everybody, shoot threes, and do everything. And I was I was neither. I was not that great and not that great in, in my academics, but I was just m- middle of the line. I was a proper role player. right? So then I started taking acting classes, and then I just got the bug. And then I was like, oh, I like this. And then it was just fun. It was fun to, like, play, right? It was fun to make believe. And that's how it all started. And then I just moved back to L.A. because I went to Colorado for the, to play basketball, and then moved back to L.A., moved with my brother, and just started my career. Tried to get an agent and did and tried to get jobs and did. And and then a couple years after that, got Reba. So Reba was, like, one of my first gigs. And that lasted six years. And uh, survived that. <laughs> You know, when you're in your 20s and you got a little money in your pocket it's a dangerous thing
0: the, the one thing I want to bring up too because you just mentioned about Reba as well is I really liked your character uh, Van on that show actually I still watch like the old boy. I watch Boy Meets World Full House Family Matters all that and like when I watch Reba I'm looking and going like he's really good at playing the character of Van and the one scene uh, I played soccer as well and the one scene that always reminds me of why I wouldn't want you as my soccer coach is the one where you start throwing <laughs> (laughs) you started yelling, screaming, and throwing things out. And I'm like, you know, and some of my friends were like, that's ludicrous I'm like no I'd want that as my coach he's very passionate about the game
1: yeah that's exactly right it's passion it's not, <laughs> it's not anger um, well thank you for that no I appreciate it you know I, I think that uh, Reba was its foundation was one of those classic sitcoms that you mentioned some of the other few and you know we just tried to be a, a good wholesome family show with, with jokes and, and I played a clown a goofy naive stupid kid and it was you know it was fun was a lot of fun to do because sometimes it, it, if it, I make it look easy so that's a good thing
0: no that's what I was going to say is like you know I, I like comedy and sometimes it's hit or miss but I, I'm saying in, in the episodes of Reba it's like you could adapt to each character there wasn't just one that kind of stood out but you each kind of played off each other even I like even watching the bloopers where there's uh, like you and I guess Barbara Jean the, the character that yeah. played, it's like a, a few of those or when you're coming down the stairs and like Brock has to help you up a few times like I'm Looking at that and going like he's doing Well like it's just not even his lines It's not just his lines that are funny it's just His overall comedy like The episode where you had a Full set of hair then you came down with the lightsaber And you had like your hair was gone and you Were like I think Cheyenne said what Happened to your hair you said you look and you're like Oh I was chewing gum so I had to get rid Of it and I was like that's that's the line Is funny but just the the Acting of it all was good too
1: Yeah that was one of those deals where I came to work and I had... I can't remember what episode that was, but I remember I shaved my head and I didn't tell anybody. And they were like, what are you doing? They, <laughs> they kind of own your look. The studio, the network owned you to an extent. They own the character, and the character's hair is part of it, right? So you can't show up with, like, a tattoo on your neck, and you can't show up with a different hair color or hairstyle or shaved head, for that matter, and I did... You know, ask forgiveness later. Do what you want. You know, kind of thing. But um, yeah, that, they just wrote that in. That was fun. I remember that
0: episode. I heard like I believe Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World say the same thing that Michael Jacobs for the longest while didn't want them to even cut their hair or do anything because they were afraid that the show was going to be canceled. And I was like, it's kind of, it's kind of goofy. Like I get it, but you know, we're adapting with the characters as they go. So I mean, I wouldn't want a six-year-old to still have a bowl cut when he's like twenty-five.
1: No, exactly. No, but uh, that'd be kind of rad, though. <laughs> so you the saw, like a fifty-five-year-old <laughs> with a bowl cut.
0: Is that natural for you, or did you actually have to kind of ingest in that role?
1: No, I think being an idiot is pretty natural. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like I'm—I I'm, was having fun. I didn't really know what I was doing, so I was—I was I a was little bit lazy, so I rested on just being kind of dumb. And then, then I think in later years. It, it evolved to more of a nuanced stupidity, <laughs> because the thing is, though, is that when you, I don't mind being self-deprecating, I don't mind being the fool, you know, I don't care. It's like people are like, oh, you, you know, you're an idiot, is it good, <laughs> now what? Right? It's like, I don't, you know, I don't have like an ego on that. I don't know, whatever that is. I think one of the reasons because is because my influences, people who I really idolized, were like that too. Like if it was, you know, Jack Ritter, John Ritter, John Ritter, Jack Ritter, Jack Tripper in uh, Three's Company, played by John Ritter, was a bit like that. Jim Carrey. To an extent, Don Knott You know, uh, Jerry Lewis was very clownish. I just loved his stuff, and people didn't. You know, that guy was a baller, man. That guy was so good. And I think uh, America, especially America, has this idea of what you know uh, we're supposed to be, and like you know, John Wayne and the swagger and stuff like that. And I was like, I you know, I, I dig that too. I dig Steve McQueen totally. I dig Brando, but the guys who tapped me, like especially Jackie Gleason. And the honeymooners i mean he was so vulnerable to his wife after he screwed up but before that he was a cocky bastard (laughs) and then he would like screw up and then he had those sheepish big dog eyes and he would like you know have to say i'm sorry so he would go to places that were very vulnerable and silly and i just loved that and so the beginning of the season beginning of the first half of those seasons i think that i i was just resting on like things that i could do well and then eventually it started to get more of a a purposeful naivete a silly dumb like you know (laughs) just for the joke
0: no i mean you you played that part very well i like that you included the jim carrey reference coming from canada but i i agree and i like the john ritter one because i watched john ritter not when it was three's company because i was a little bit i don't even think i was born then but when it came to eight simple rules i watched him on eight simple rules to to be honest with you when i'm looking at your character of van i'm looking and saying yeah he has a little bit of dumb humor but at the same time is it's kind of intelligent like he's not able he's just not there for a punchline he's able to provide dialogue and when i'm going out with friends i'm looking going like how would van kind of handle this situation i'm like how would steve howie handle a situation like this yeah i
1: mean it's also the juxtaposition of like my size versus the you know the thing is like you know well then I was a kid but then like now it's you know I do similar stuff in Shameless but it's just a different character altogether and also the, if you're doing jokes I, I feel like especially from my style a, a more like innocent way silly way of, a, of approach is I think funnier than if you're coming at it with like an angle of hostility or like badass or like machismo but the guys do it and they pull it off so it's like you know to each his own but there was a lot of play there was a lot of fun like you know I remember Riva was always like you know try it I was like can I do this She's like, try it try it do it see if it works do it
0: how did you get your role now on Shameless? Because this is season eight. You just premiered a couple of weeks ago. So let's get into how you got your role on that show.
1: I went out for the audition, and uh, yeah, because we did a bunch of auditions. It was like one, and then a callback, and then another callback, and then producers, and then they're like, "You got to go back for this." You know, you're like one of two now, and, and so we had then had a chemistry read. So I had a chemistry read with this one girl and the other girl being Shinola, plays Veronica, and then she had to read with this other guy. In the uh, Showtime audition for all the Showtime executives, the scene that we did, she like, you know, we get into this thing, and then Shinola literally climbed me. Like, she climbed me. And then the, and she did it really fast. She's an athletic girl, and she's strong, and she. the next thing I know, she's sideways on my shoulder, like she's sitting on my shoulder. <laughs> so she's standing next to me, or did this thing We're like ba-da-ba-ba-ba, do lines, the and thing, and then, and then she just goes, yeah, ba-ba-ba-ba, blah, 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 climbs me, and then sitting on my shoulder, and it was like, oh, you're on my shoulder. All right. And so that was fun. So we had a good time with that. And then that's how. it was just like, just a series of auditions over and over again. Okay. But they're brutal, auditions, brutal. They're the worst thing ever
0: But I mean It's going well for you You got two callbacks On Reba And now on Shameless So I mean And then And Shameless has Eight seasons now So I mean It's not like you're just On a show that just Disappears
1: Thirteen years of television <laughs> I mean It's really ridiculous Thirteen Years Of television And it's gonna be nine Cause we just got picked up For season nine So it's gonna be Fourteen years of television That is Pretty insane
0: that's that's I mean that's awesome for a guy who
1: shows 14 years of television and there's gonna we're gonna have a hundred episodes in shameless coming up in season nine and then we did a hundred episodes for Reba so I'm one of a handful of actors that have been on multiple shows with a hundred episodes which is pretty cool yeah congrats on that I think Lee majors is the other (laughs) (laughs) from the fall guy and the bionic man who I'm, I'm named after but um yeah, so, yeah, that was the audition, and then it was like, he was off to the races. I mean, you know, the the, the the scripts were great, the actors were really good, but we didn't know it was going to be like that.
0: Tell me about your character, uh, Kevin Ball, because, I mean, it's kind of like a twist of fate from being the, the funny, humorous guy. It's like a little bit more intense, I feel.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's if Van got divorced from Cheyenne, <laughs> became an alcoholic, uh, went to rehab, <laughs> and then moved to the south side of Chicago. No, what it is is that Kev, Kevin Ball, it's very basic, you know, this character is simple. He is, grew up in an orphanage, was was not educated properly. He is inarticulate, illiterate, doesn't process things the way an average normal person would. And his soul and his heart is based in veronica his wife that's his whole life his whole world when you when this decisions are being made whether it has to do with the bar whether it has to do with the girls what has to do with the neighbors or like making money or the hustle or whatever my job was to think about where does he come from he comes from basing everything on the love and the devotion that he has to veronica and that's so that he's a, he's a very simple guy that way. But again, not the sharpest tool in the shed, but you know, those are fun people to play. Until, until I play the, the, the Will Hunting character, it's not gonna, which I'll probably never get. Good thing, um, I mean, you know, it doesn't require a, a lot of that, but um, yeah, he's a very simple guy, but uh, way more intense.
0: What can we expect from this season? And you just mentioned that you're going to have a season nine, but what can we expect from season eight?
1: Yeah, well, you know, there's the same sordid tales are going to be told through the Gallagher point of view. there's the the continuing... um, I think Ian uh, has a really cool storyline. He gets heavy into helping kids that are being forcefully conditioned out of their homosexuality. There are certain Christian churches that have this, um, like, pray the gay way thing. So Ian, uh, Cameron Monaghan's character, Ian Gallagher, he, like, helps these kids say that you don't need to do that. You're fine who you are. So he becomes, like, the savior in a way. They call him, like, the gay Jesus. (laughs) The spoiler alert. So it's pretty, like, weird, you know, like, God, how is that going to work? And then with Kev, Veronica, and Svetlana, they, um, you know, this first couple episodes, uh, V calls ice on her. She gets out. They, like, make an agreement. They share the alibi again. The thruffle gets back. And then Kev has this uh, tumor scare in his breast. Find out it's benign, get it removed, and then they go to a geneticist to find out if there's anything in his DNA that he needs to worry about for his girls, and they find out that some really weird, twisted shit in his family background. So they go visit them, and that's all pretty messed up. And then they leave that, and Kev has this whole epiphany, like, you're my family, these people aren't, I love you. So, blah, blah, blah.
0: What is your favorite part of Shameless?
1: I think just hanging out on set, talking shit, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun, because I like, I like everyone. I like making Shinola laugh. I love her, so she's fun. I just make fun of people, like on the crew and the cast, and I just make her laugh. You know, I just, I just rag on people, and then they rag on me. It's fun. It's a bunch of ball busting.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you have you this, know? if you have a or self or self-self-deprecating, there you go. If you have that kind of style and that kind of humor, I mean, it, it's it's easy to get along with anyone, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, some people are fucking, you know, weak and, like, you know, get all offended because you know, <laughs> sensibilities or, you know, they wear their heart on their sleeves. Like, no, you just don't have a sense of humor. Exactly. It's also, you gotta, it's good, you know, it's good to be, it's, it's good to give and good to take when it has to do with, like, making fun, you know, like, uh, it's good for you because it toughens you up. Um, there's a, there's you know, a lot of things where you can't talk about anymore And it's like, holy fuck When did we, when did we, when did we become this like, earnest, self-satisfying, weak um, like, group of people? So, you know, there's, there's a lot of... I mean, look, who, who's talking about being hateful? I don't want to talk about being hateful But, you know, make fun of somebody if They're wearing stupid pants And yeah, it's like, you're wearing stupid pants That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Steve Howey for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past,
0: present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes.
1: Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night.
0: Come on a journey like no other. It's not for people who like yoga, it's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer.